Wow, what a great podcast uh, today. We have Herschel Walker for an hour. He's amazing. He's running for uh, running for Senate. The other thing that I think is really worth listening to and, and listening to the entire interview is the um, the parents of the Marine that went viral because he was saying, you know, our military leaders need to be held accountable. He was jailed uh, and it looks like they want him in prison and to silence him. We talked to his parents, Stu and Kathy Scheller, about an incredible, I think, first political prisoner in this revolution of America, all on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Episode 119 of the Glenn Beck podcast this week. If the deep state can ruin General Flynn's life, it can ruin yours. Uh, I sat down for just over an hour with General Flynn uh, in a wide ranging uh, interview. Immigration crisis in Del Rio, the opioid crisis, the impact of critical race theory, the threat of radical Islamism. Uh, the corruption of the media, persecution of Brett Kavanaugh, the incompetence of Biden, tragedy in Afghanistan, hypocrisy of General Milley, Russia. Uh, we covered it all. We covered it all. Uh, and you can find that now on blazetv.com slash Glenn. The podcast episode 119, if the deep state can ruin General Flynn's life, it can ruin yours. You don't want to miss it. What about the apocryphal? You talked to uh, General Milley. Did you talk about General Mills? No. Because what about their hypocrisy with the oops all berries, Captain Crunch thing? What about that? Yeah. Uh, Okay. That's been going on for far too long. What's it been, 35, 40 years, Stu? Where they've been pretending like that's a mistake? Yeah, we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Can we finally fess up? Our, all of our boxes just happened to be all berries, and no Captain Crunch made it into any of them. Oops. Oops. Oh, we're going to accept yeah. that excuse? No. It's nonsense. I'm well, sick of it. I'm sick of it. Fix the freaking problem. Fix it. You meant to put all berries in yeah, that box. You, yes. Admit it. Admit it. Joe Biden said he didn't. Wow. That he can recall. Maybe that he right. can recall. <laughs> right. Uh, welcome to uh, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, we've been talking about uh, inflation and how the Fed is calling it frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, very frustrating. It is frustrating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he means it the same way the American people mean it. <laughs> no, however. I don't think so. Um, in Springfield, uh, the city utility of Springfield, Missouri, came out and told their customers because of natural gas prices, because the Biden administration is cutting the supply of natural gas. Um, if you paid ninety dollars a month last year um, for your natural gas heat, um, you're, you're going to pay a little bit more, uh, approximately one hundred and seventy five dollars a month. Holy cow. At today's prices. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year, it's two twenty-five uh, per million BTUs. Current market price is five dollars and fifty per BTU. That's Jeez. crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, and all caused by our own government. Yeah, and then they say it's a it's absurd. 
to think that people will pass this on to their customers. <laughs> yeah. And unfair. Don't forget unfair as well as absurd when really it's inevitable. It has to happen. I mean, we we run a small business and we've been eating the higher costs of mm, ingredients. I've been eating for some time. <laughs> I've been eating I've your been higher cost ingredients too. too. <laughs> They're yeah. delicious. Yeah, they are delicious. A small company is mm. Kexi Cookies and they are the best cookies. In fact, I have to read something it came from my sister. You know, I came from a banking and uh, baking and my sisters are really, really good. Good bakers. Michelle yeah. wrote and said, this is black magic. They're so good. <laughs> really? Yeah. They are great. really good. They really are. Really com. if you'd like to try them for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, our prices of all our ingredients has gone way up. And, you know, you try to t- you try to just take it for a while but eventually but you, you can't you can't keep doing it uh, if you want to stay in business you can't keep doing it right to call that absurd is just so bizarre i mean well it is but it is absurd if you're a marxist <clears throat> yeah that's true you believe that that's, that's unfair you yeah. have these companies have unlimited ways to make money mm-hmm. well they don't understand profit margins not at all you know if you have a profit margin of five percent if your costs go up 5%, you're no longer making a profit. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that is great for everybody except the person, you know, putting all the money in and, and running this company. That means they're not making anything because they only make money when there is a profit. If there's no profit, mm-hmm. they're not making anything. So why can't you just keep doing it? And if it goes up 8%, well, then, so just dig deeper into your profit margin, I guess. <laughs> yeah. well, you don't have it. <laughs> right. You know, if you had a profit margin of 90%, you could do that for a little while. Yeah, for well, a little while. Yeah. But yeah. this is like why this is so damaging. I mean, there are companies that make a lot of money that are successful, been around for a long time, that can deal with these types of things, particularly over the short term. But like a growing business like Pat's, mm-hmm. like what are you supposed to do? Right. What, what how how can you do? you can't just start jacking up prices? This, you're a new business. You're trying to get people right. on on board, right? Which is, is why we continue to eat the cost, right? And this and is, that can only last so long. Yeah. yeah, this is why this all of these policies they are geared to the big companies. The vaccination thing. You have a hundred employees. Do you know what that's going to cost these companies? Do you know all of the all of the crap, all of the paperwork, uh, all, all the of lawsuits. the all the lawsuits. Sure. It's mm-hmm. going to put the average small company behind the barrel. And, and the labor. Where yeah. is the labor coming from? Mm. When you're firing 270 or 500 or 700 employees at a time, and then other people don't want to come to work because they're making too much money in California sitting at home collecting a paycheck from the government, you can't get the employees to Do run your business. Do you know that there are... Um, there are nurses now that uh can make three times the amount of money they were making before if they just will take the vaccine wow well what is that going to do to the cost of everyday medicine i mean everybody's like you know we got to get the control of the cost of health care well not if you're paying your nurses three times the going rate Mm -hmm. Because you have a shortage of nurses. Now they're importing the nurses from not only other states, but other countries. So, you know, it's funny because they're, first of all, then they're lightening up the amount of nurses in these other areas. Right. So they're causing shortages in other 
Right. In places that probably need nurses right. more than we need nurses. <laughs> right. It makes no sense. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, uh, New Jersey just said they're going to the state is going to start giving people five hundred dollars if you go to work while the <laughs> federal government Jeez. is paying you five hundred dollars to not go to work. Unbelievable. Which one do you think you'd pick? Not nice. go to work. Yeah. Not go to work. Yeah, it does seem like that's the better option. I've never... Do you know that fast food places are offering 16 and $17 an hour now to get yeah. employees? I told my son, and I can't get him to do it. I told my son, uh, go work for McDonald's right now. You're 17 years old. Go work for McDonald's. You'll make a lot of money doing you that. You will make a lot of money. And by the time you're, you know, second year in college, you'll be running the dump. Mm-hmm. You will be the manager because nobody wants mm-hmm. those jobs. You'll be the manager at 20 to have on your resume manager of McDonald's. Yeah. I know that's not all glamorous, but that's pretty damn good. And you'd learn a ton. You'd learn that. a you ton. You'd be so far ahead of anybody. If anyone is smart right now and you're, you know, 18, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, you would go in and you would take these jobs and you would enter in a much higher job level than you would have before if you have any brains and you'll be able to really work hard for two years and you will be in charge of it. And maybe that's not what you want to do. I kept saying to myself, he's like, I don't want to work at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so horrible, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Working at McDonald's. Um, I said, first of all, all this, all this is stuff that you're living with. It's all mine. It's all mine. Mine. Well, he's got another year of it. Oh, I told him. And he's like, Dad, I have two more years of high school. And I said, yep, but you have only one more year. (laughs) Until you're 18. Until I legally have to provide this. Uh, You know, at 18, I don't legally have to provide you anything. Just remember that. Um, But honestly, if your kids are smart, get them into some of these jobs, even yeah. at fast food restaurants, you the opportunity has never been as great in America as it is right now. Jobs and that's that, saying something. Jobs that we're paying seven fifty an hour are now up to fifteen and sixteen dollars and seventeen dollars an hour. Sometimes, I mean, double what they were, more than double what they were, just to try to lure employees into work for them. Yeah, without a national minimum wage of right. fifteen dollars an hour, which is kind of interesting. But there's uh, yeah. there's tons of places. I have friends who have you know daughters uh, that are you know right around uh, Rafe's age, and and they one of them works at a Chick Fil A, but they don't open up the uh, the dining room. The, the dining, dining room, room be, mm-hmm. and not because they're worried about COVID. It's because nope. they can't find anybody to work it. They can't staff the place well. Enough I went to, have to it a open. football game. It's amazing. I went to a football. My son's in football, and uh, went to a football game last weekend. I think we couldn't find a restaurant, uh, uh, you know, a fast food restaurant open at nine thirty at night on a Friday. Yeah, there's no employees. He's like, what? What? What is? Mm-hmm. What is happening here? Yep. And, yeah. and this is. This is your future, America. You know, remember I said the jobs are going to change. Things are going to change. Everything's going to change. And it'll be in about a 10-year period. We are in that 10-year period. And I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but Pat, I mean, for your particular 
situation. Could you consider maybe putting eight sticks of butter in each cookie instead of nine? <laughs> like something like that might cut the cost a little it's bit. It's really not black, black magic. It is just <laughs> butter. Pure butter. It's delicious butter. Oh my yeah, God. We might have caused oh. the butter shortage. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. We might. You know, have. my dad always said, because uh, I would be like, you know, dad, that's a lot of butter. And he'd be like, you know, when it comes to dessert, cookies, things like that, he said, people know they're going to they're going to splurge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give it to them. Give it to them yeah. in the best way. Let every single <laughs> calorie count. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. That. It's true. It's a good way of looking at it. Great. You might as well yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And our cookies are not are not diet cookies. These are not diet. No, so just know that going in. <laughs> Wow, you should have put that on the box. I know. I yeah, might a have a lawsuit label. for you. I'm, I may be suing you. <laughs> did you think there was only like 12 calories in I these? did. There's no marking on I how many calories. I think there's more like 15, 15 or 16. 100? 1,000? <laughs> <laughs> I love that because there's some, yeah. pl- you go to the grocery store and they have every once in a while there's a warning and it says like not a low calorie food. And it's like, what, uh, there's so many products here that aren't low-calorie foods. Why mm-hmm. do you have to tell me this? I don't know what. There's some regulation that points. I bet there is, right? Yeah, there is something. There's yeah. certain, I think it might be like diabetic products that oh. like have like have might not have sugar in them. So people might think they're low-calorie. Can calorie. I get Man. insulin with every box of cookies? <laughs> <laughs> well, look into that. Okay, you we'll should. You should. Yeah. They're very good. Kexi cookies. Uh, what's the website? Kexi.com. K-E-K-S-I. Dot com. So easy to remember. Mm-hmm. What a, Isn't it? He's no? a brilliant marketing mind. Thank you. He really is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. In case you need a reminder of who we're talking about, When we say Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, I want you to listen to his viral video, just a bit of it. All of these people are supposed to advise, and I'm not saying we've got to be in in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying, did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? I've got... Battalion commander friends right now that are posting similar things and they're saying, you know, wondering if it, all the lives were lost and, and if it was in vain, all those all those people that we've lost. Over OK, the last so you remember time. this, I'm sure, happened right after um, the debacle in Afghanistan. And I think it was like the next day he resigns. He resigns his um, uh, commission and he's he's really not a nobody. So, you know. Uh, He is a guy who has been decorated several times. Um, Let me just get this. He has uh, a bronze star army commendation with V for valor, three meritorious service medals, three Navy commendations, 17 years in the Corps. He was just a few years away from retirement. Uh, He willingly gave up his retirement and his pension, but now he sits in jail. His parents are with us now. Ah, Stu and Kathy, how are you? Well, this is a tough day for us. Today he goes for his first hearing. The military dumped a 640-page packet with 
not but not even within 24 hours they let him know when the hearing was going to be and here are 640 pages for you to go through so we are on pins and needles today we are worried we feel the weight of our son's future the the future of his family the future of america on our shoulders right now have you have you heard from uh, i'm kind of on this kick today of where the hell is the gop have you heard from any senators, congressmen, is anybody reaching out um, uh, to help you with all of this? We, um, by the way, we've heard more in the last 24 hours than we've heard in the last 30 days. And that's because starting on Tuesday, we asked Americans to write their congressmen. So, yes, uh, Senator Mike Lee from Utah reached out to me. Good. Our local Cincinnati, Ohio representative, Brad Winstrip, has been amazing. He has been wonderful. For the, since the video came out, we contacted him, and he has been helping us throughout this. For the He's a veteran. Time. He gets it. Uh, we have a conversation today with our Senator Rob Portman. But I, I got to tell you, uh, and, and as you've seen in the hearings for the last two days, grilling, uh, you know, Austin, Miley, and McKenzie, there have been senators and representatives that are speaking on behalf of Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. So it's, uh, but bottom line, uh, is, is, did it, was it effective? I think we, as Americans, all have witnessed in the last two days, these three generals are not accepting accountability. And that's all Stewart asked. And that's what he asked 31 days ago. He hasn't got it. And by the way, Glenn, in terms of your facts, Stewart posted his first video on that Thursday night, August 26th, at about 10 p.m., five, six hours after the, our 13 service members were killed. Right. On Friday, within 12 hours, he was relieved of his very prestigious command. And... On Sunday, he resigned and submitted his resignation on a video, and the United States Marine Corps didn't accept it. They said that you serve at the pleasure of the president and we'll let you know when you can go. And so it's outrageous. Uh, we have called on Americans to find their voice, to stand up and you know, support our son, support our son. So support. we don't know what's going to happen today at the hearing. Uh, we have been given low expectations. Uh, the Marines have done nothing but put pressure on him for the last 30 days. We the low expectations are this. He could be in prison for three, six, nine, 12 months pending a court martial. It's outrageous. So why do you think they're doing this? To shut him up. You want to know the truth? They don't want him talking. And he pressed charges. He was bringing a suit against General McKenzie. General McKenzie. And the moment he dropped, they told him, you have that story. Well, I mean, he, he, he filed 13 charges against General McKenzie. One for each. Service member lost. And they didn't like that. So he spoke the truth to power and they are squelching his voice and they have tr done everything to try to make him look emotionally unstable. They've tried to, uh, you know, uh, intimidate him. 
Uh, he, they have honored him for the last few years. He's also an entrepreneur. He started a product called the Perfect Ribbon, where uh, you know service members have ribbons on their chest mm-hmm. and they put stars in them. He created a mold, and the and he was trying to help Marines transition from active duty and follow their dreams and be entrepreneurs. So the Marines thought that was awesome, and they commended him for that and promoted him for that. On day four of this ordeal, they pulled all of his products out of 45 of the PXs. So they've done everything to squash him, and it's an embarrassment internationally. We have people writing from all over the world watching what our military leaders are doing to him, and they're embarrassed. I I think your son um, is... I mean, we're in revolution. Only one side is recognizing it at this point. Um, But uh, we are a nation in revolution. And I believe your son is the first political prisoner in this revolution. Uh, We agree. We agree. When someone first said to me, is your son a political prisoner? We had to look up the definition. We didn't even know what that would be in the United States of America. But it fits. You know, Glenn... I've always respected you and your knowledge of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I'm going to tell you, you and I both know we're living history right now. Oh, we are. You know, a lot of young people maybe don't connect with the patriots from 1775. But for parents out there, this is not going to be taught in schools, right? So for parents out there with young people, we have 12 grandchildren. Now they're all under 11. But for parents out there that have young people formidable between the ages of 13 and 18, this is the time to talk about what courage is, what integrity is, what respect is, what truth is, how to stand your ground. Uh, This is the time to talk about tyranny, cowardice, There are living examples right now that you can teach our young people. And I encourage anybody that is a parent out there to bring your young people into current events. My my son's 17. And this year he told me um, that he thought he wanted to join the Marines. Uh, And for the first time I was kind of caught off guard um, because I'm not sure what that even means anymore. Uh, It would have been, I would have been yes, absolutely. 10 years ago Uh, today. uh, I'm not sure what the Marines are going to be in two years and what's happening to your son scares the hell out of me. Um, How do you feel about your son's career decision? If you were supporting it then and, and what advice would you give a parent like me now? Well, I'm going to answer that. Um, when my son first, when our son first decided to go to the Marines, I wasn't sure what that meant. So I've had 17 years as a Marine mom. And I'm going to tell you that I, I'm going to talk in the series of men because it was our son. But the Marine spouses out there, they have to be forged, or Marines, military, they have to be forged in steel. As a Marine mom, I'm not the, the mother 
of his children, but as his mother, it is hard it, it, to go through those deployments and you know that your child is putting their life on the line. And we have lost over 7,000 troops in that 20-year war, 7,000 mothers who do not have their children anymore. We have had somewhere between 30 to 100,000 suicides over these 20 years. Those mothers do not have their children anymore. This cannot be swept under the carpet. Some things need to change so we can support our military, our military families. We can honor them while they're serving and after they're serving. These families needed to know the accountability that our son called for was so important because these families, these service members needed to know that what they did counted and it did count. And there needs to be accountability so that these people can hold their heads up. I can't tell you how many messages we received, our son received, and said, I was in a dark place when this fell. You saved my life. Thousands of them. This counts. This matters. Accountability matters. So you have to be, if you're not forged of steel when, you go, when your child goes in, you will be. So, Glenn? Uh, yes, sir. Of course, you're going to support your son if he wants to join the Marine Corps. And you are going to teach him. And as I said a moment ago, we are in the midst of history right now. You're going to teach him about courage and valor. And you will be damn proud if he joins the Marine Corps. But you're also going to warn him. And, and this is what is so sad about this. The generals, can they not see that they are killing the credibility of the Marine Corps. You're questioning whether your son should go in. Do they not realize by not accepting accountability and admitting their mistakes, they are hurting our country, they are hurting the Marine Corps? Our son loves the Marine Corps. Our son loves America. He did not want to destroy that. He was trying to build it up by asking his senior leaders to do the right thing, and they couldn't do it. They and, can't do it. And in a subsequent video, he said, if you would just accept responsibility, I would get back in rank. I would submit. And they wouldn't do it. All right. So your son has been put through hell. He had to go through a mental test, a mental health test screening, because, uh, you know, he's probably crazy. Um, and now he's in jail yesterday. You get how many pages was it? 640, 640 pages uh, from basically the charges of what they're going to bring up in the court case today. You got that yesterday. So really no time to prepare. Um, yeah. How can we help you? Go ahead. So. We believe prayers work, so we're asking people to pray, but we're asking people to find their voice, contact their congressmen and women, and demand accountability, not only from our leaders, but for, for Stuart Scheller, we're asking them to stand up for him. Uh, Stuart has a foundation that is supporting him. It's called PipeHittersFoundation.org. I know you have it up on your screen. Yep. They can go on there and find the link for Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. They can donate. Um, you know, this is, we're in it for the long haul. We're going to need 
Uh, we're going to need support for legal fees. We need to support his family. Um, does he have good representation or does he have to use a military attorney? Well, he has, he has good representation. He has, a, he has a very good team. Okay. They, he, he put this in place over the 30 days before he was arrested. We all saw it coming, or we hoped it wouldn't come, but we were planning um, in case it did. Um, of course, he's a 40-year-old man, and he wasn't going to accept any advice from us, the military. <laughs> uh, but we just had to stand back and watch, and that was, that was very painful. Um, as they came after our son with everything our government and military could do. Please remember, he's not just in jail. He's thrown in. He's strip searched. He's thrown in, you know, solitary, solitary confinement. confinement, no books, no, to sit there with his own thoughts. No telephone calls, no media, nothing. This is how our government is treating our war heroes. 17 years, five deployments in the sand, dismantling, I, finding who's making the IEDs and protecting our servicemen. So, so Glenn, you said he's in hell. You know what? He's been in hell before. He's been in hell before, and he's willing to give it all up. And he's done it before for the American people. We're now asking the American people to support him. So we're angry, and we're saying not only should the military release our son from service, they should release him with full benefits, they should honorably discharge him, they should release him from prison and let him go his own way. This is disgraceful. I'd like to add one thing to your list and then answer yeah. the questions that he posed. Where's the accountability? Where is the accountability? Um, I'm going to give you my personal email address when we take you off the air just to hang for a while. If there is anything I can do to help you, your family, your son, you just reach out and, and let me know anything that can be done. I stand you. with you and I stand with your son. God Thank bless you. you. Thank that you. That what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, Glenn. It does. Truth will set you free, but it makes you miserable at first. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Stu and Kathy Scheller, the parents of the Marine now jailed over his Afghanistan comments, where he was just asking for accountability. Again, if you would like to donate and help, uh, you can go to pipehitterfoundation.org. That's pipehitterfoundation.org. I think the first thing you have to do is call your senator, call your uh, representative, and make sure they hear the voice of America saying, let this guy go. Let him go. The uh, first hearing is today, and there's not a lot of hope uh, that it's going to go well. But if there's enough outcry from the American people, if they will just stand up, and that means you, that means you, you're listening to this program at this time for a reason. This is possibly the reason you are here today. Call your senator or your congressman now and go to PipeHitterFoundation.org and stand for Stu. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Herschel Walker. I hear he's done something in sports. 
I'm not really sure what it is. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, I hear. Uh, and, and now a uh, candidate for uh, Senate in Georgia. Herschel, welcome to the program. How hey, are you? Thank you for having me on. You bet. Yes. So what the hell are you thinking? Well, that's a good question. You know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I was not going to run. I didn't want to run. I was, you know, when I was told that I had to run, I had nothing to do with Donald Trump. People don't know. When Donald mentioned this on Fox a month before he mentioned it, I was told that I should run for that seat. And I started praying, Lord, bring someone else. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. Bring someone else. I'm not a politician. Yeah, yeah. And I went to Pastor Evans, Tony Evans at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, yeah, and we him. prayed, and he laughed at me somewhat. And, and it's sort of like it's written in the Bible, if you call me, Lord, I would come. And, and I knew I had to run because what's going on in this country is a shame that they're bringing racism up to get people quiet, not to let you uh, say anything. They're trying to take this constitution and just tear it apart. They're trying to just change America. And I'm not gonna sit back and let that happen. I'm gonna be one person that's gonna fight. And as I've been going around to a lot of my listening sessions in Georgia, I see that a lot of other people wanna fight as well. And I'm tired of people just thinking that this is a terrible country. You know, when you see someone hands their baby off to an American soldier, because he feel that that baby as mm -hmm. an orphanage would have a better life as an orphanage in another country without him than being in his own country, you know that America is a great place. Yep. And it is time for, and, and, and I hate to say this, and people get mad when I say this, but if you don't like America, you can leave. This is not a place that you have to stay if you don't like it. And, and I'm going to fight for this country. I'm going to fight for this con constitution. I'm going to fight for America's rights. We have rights here. To disagree, you and I can sit here and disagree, and I'm not supposed to harm you for our disagreement. That's what made America beautiful, and those are the things I want to fight for. We used to have families that could disagree. I mean, my grandparents were FDR uh, <laughs> Democrats, and if anybody who lived during FDR, you were a, most likely a Democrat, and that was because he was for the little guy and all yes. of this stuff. They never changed their mind. Everybody else in the family was Republican, but we all got along. Yes. We all got along. Well, today it's, it's, it is different, but it's different because of the people in Washington. They've made it so volatile now to disagree with each other. You know, now they become uh, stars because they're on television arguing and fighting and all these different things. And, you know, when the parents are like that, the kids are going to be like that. But my thing is let's put a stop to it. I want to put a stop to it because there's no doubt in Georgia, a lot of my family was Democrat. Mm -hmm. They voted Democrat probably last the last election. They probably did. I don't know. But I can guarantee you this time they're not going to vote Democrat because they know that I'm the right person for the job. They know that I'm going to get out and do what I think is right. I'm not going to fall toe the line, as people may say. I'm going to do what I think is right for America, not what's right for uh, to make me look popular, to make me look good. I'm going to do what I feel is right because I love the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I go by. I go by that. He's my Bible. And, uh, you know, and I have a, a, a decision between him and this, you know, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to have to go with what I, I know is the truth. You said, you know, you were praying, hey, send somebody else. <laughs> yes. um, I say this often and I, I don't know if it's just me, but I really believe you can really usually tell when it's the Lord, when oh. it's something you're like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Yes. No, no, no. You know, in my life, it, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people always relate me as a football player. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I played the game. I love the game. I love competition. 
Yeah, but, but you played for the uh, Eagles, I hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to hold yeah, against I, you. I played for almost everybody. Highlight of your career, I'm sure. So what you're saying is you couldn't keep a job. Uh, no, that's, that's exactly right. I couldn't keep a job. And that's, hey, that's what they've been saying. Oh, Horsey, he was terrible. He couldn't keep a job. He kept moving around. <laughs> but what's funny about it is through my life, uh, I was told I was going to be a football player. Mm. I knew that, and and I was a terrible football player. I you know I couldn't. I was overweight. Remember, my mom said I was big bone, and all the people said, "No, you're fat." You, <laughs> stutter, you know, uh, yeah, I had a stuttering problem. I, I couldn't put a sentence together, and the the, the great Lord sort of told me this is where I'm going to be. And I flip a I flipped the coin. A lot of major decisions I made in life, and I'm not telling anyone out there to do that, because my mom told me as long as my heart and my mind is pure to Lord Jesus. No matter what decision I make, God will make it right for you. Because no matter if you're making it off of pure mind and know it's not about greed, about anything mm-hmm. else, you may go in the wrong direction, but I guarantee you're getting that destination you need to go as long as you have the faith right. that you're going to get there. And faith is not something you see all the time. Faith is sometimes something you don't see. and But you got to believe it and you got to go for it. And that's and why it, I tell all the kids that. And it helps if you understand that the destination that you're supposed to be at is not necessarily the destination you, you want to ex- be yeah yes and you were expecting you're like well he's going to help me be a great football player no maybe no. not but something is happening on that road yes that puts you exactly where you where need you're to supposed be. to be at and that's yeah. what i told people and i said no, there's no doubt you're going to make mistakes and people always make mistakes so i'm telling you no one is perfect he without sin cast the first stone and i and i know that i'm never going to be perfect but what i do know is right now I'm supposed to be at this point because what they're trying to do to this country is a shame. What they're trying to do to the state of Georgia is a shame. So are you, are, are, are you, I mean, I've been around it for a long time. Yes. But until I actually went on the road with presidential candidates, I had no idea how Bad. vicious yes. it really is. Are you willing to go through, I mean, they're going to tear you, they already are. Oh, yeah, they they're going to tear you apart, tear well, you apart. Well, I am because it's not about me. It's not about me at all. What it's about is I have a kid. I have I have relatives. I have friends that have kids. And if I leave this world and leave them to become a communist world, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to like it because they can't survive like that. And I know that. And I say I'm not going to leave without speaking out, without a lot of people speaking out, because there's more Americans that believe in this country than the few that shouting so loud against mm-hmm. this country. They just need someone to stand up and say, wait a minute, guys, we have laws in this country. We have the Constitution that we have to go by. So we're not going to let these loud voices take that away from us. Even the people in Washington. You know, how in the world could you want to tear the Constitution up? My thing is to be qualified to run for office in America. Why don't you first have to admit you love America? If you don't love America, (laughs) don't run. Is that not true? Then you have to admit you love the Constitution because the Constitution. And this is what's so funny. I, I, you know, since all this been happening, I sit down to read the Constitution. I didn't realize that's a lot of stuff reading. (laughs) But most of the things people are fighting about today is solved in the Constitution Amen. if you hold people accountable. Yes. The problem is we're not holding our elected official accountable, not just in Washington, but local officials as well. Mm-hmm. We're not holding them accountable. We just let them go with things. They tell you things that's not real. And then now you got the media involved. Well, now that want to get you quiet. They don't like what you say. Well, we have rights. And, you know, when the people decide, you know what, guys, I don't want this no more because I'm going to blame us some too. Because we go to vote, we vote for the same person rather than looking at what that person has done. No, if he hasn't done anything, don't vote for him. Get him out of office. 
You have to put people in office that's going to believe in this country, that's going to believe in what this country stands for, and that's when we're going to be having a change. You know, there are some people they've elected into office that I totally, totally disagree with them because they say some really crazy things. Mm -hmm. But what I do say is that that's something different. That's something different. You know, but no, you know what? If your people still believe in that, that's okay to vote for them. But, you know, sooner or later, people are smart. People are not dumb. I think people, you take people as they're being not that smart. People are very smart. They know what's going on. You know, look at the gas prices. Look at the food that's going up. You know, and you're going to tell me that people don't notice that? You know, the pipeline. Let's, let's, just, let's, one, let's get to the pipeline. It is so funny because all in these debates, all you heard of Biden say, oh, no, no, no. First thing he did was got rid of the pipeline. Now we have to depend on someone else for our energy when we can be self-efficient for ourselves. And if they remember one thing, the people got to remember this. During this pandemic, we had to go to other countries for things. And also in these countries decide they didn't want to help us. Mm -hmm. So we have to take care of ourselves first. Not saying we're not uh, compassionate because we are. But we've got to take care of self first. And until we start doing that, we're not going to have a country. Or we're not going to have good people. But I know Americans like that. They want to take care of themselves. They want to take, and they, all want to, they also want to tell people, we need jails. If you're a criminal, you're a criminal. I'm going to tell you what, there's some people out there that's not going to do right no matter what. I have family members like that. <laughs> but that's the way life is. Right. But I said, we have to determine law and order. We have to determine what's right and what's wrong. And right now, what's going on in this country is wrong. Okay. Let me take a quick one-minute break and then back with Herschel Walker, who's running for Senate in Georgia. You can uh, join his team, teamherschel.com, teamherschel.com, to find out more and to uh, help him uh, win uh, the Senate seat in Georgia. We're with um, Herschel Walker, who is running for, for Senate. Um, Herschel, we are at a, a point in our nation uh, where um, it's going to look very, very different in two years from now. Very different on all fronts. What is the thing that you feel uh, Georgians in particular need to know? Um, what is the most vital thing that you think they need to know? Well, you just said it. That if they don't get on board, they don't become vigilant and start educating themselves, the state of Georgia is going to look very different. It's not going to be a state they recognize as Georgia. And and I said it early on, and people thought I was crazy. You don't want the government raising your child. Mm. Well, that's what they want to do right now. Oh, the government is trying to raise your kids. Yeah. And, and they're no longer hiding it. They used to say, yes. oh, no, that's ridiculous. But now, um, Terry McAuliffe and Stu, look up his approval ratings will you see what that where that race stands running uh for re-election as the governor of georgia came out what two days ago and said i'm not having the parents tell us what we can well, we and can can't do. teach the children and that's what that's what's insulting they're teaching the children to hate america and we're standing for it we're standing by saying let's erase history we don't want to teach them how to uh about spelling or about arithmetic about history you know guys let's not erase history History is history. Let's not create our own history. Today, it's sort of like, remember, they want to create a new national anthem. They want to create a new flag. Mm -hmm. This is United States of America flag. This is United States of American national anthem. And if they want a new country, so be it. But I want to be in America. I, and then that's another thing. I said, guys, everybody want to relate it to color. Yeah, do people not know that in today's world, 
we all must. In today's mm-hmm. world, this, this 23 and me has totally screwed people up. Oh, yeah. You don't know what you are today, and yeah. it really doesn't matter. What matters is you're American. What matters is that's what you need to be fighting for, not talking about where you used to be or where your ancestor used to be. Wherever they were at, I guarantee they would love to be where we're at today. It's weird because when you look into, I have a friend from the United Kingdom uh, that works for me. He's Scottish, and the way Europe worked the one we broke away from it matters about where your family came from yes it matters a great deal it matters what your accent is it will keep you in place yes we're not like that but somehow or another to gain more freedom we're turning into those people we're turning into no your ancestors will dictate what you are today that is insanity that is totally insanity, and that's what people don't realize, and that's why I want to wake people up. But you can't wake them up unless you give them the truth. You know, what you're seeing now, and, and what's sad, you know, I grew up in rural Georgia. I grew up in a small town in Georgia. People work extremely hard. They work, and they come home. They may watch one station of news on, on the TV, then they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, today, this station is giving them things of an opinion, not even giving them the news. Mm-hmm. So they go to sleep assuming what that person said is true. When that person just gave their opinion, they're not even giving them, them the true facts. So now you're getting into an argument with your family member. Like, Wait a minute, that's not the truth. And then you have to educate them, and then they have to go read. So it's like, guys, we have to start learning a lot of this stuff on our own. We can't trust some things we hear. And I said, that's what's sad is in Washington, we can't trust our elected officials to tell you the truth. Where do we get that we're going to elect people that are going to go to Washington and going to just bring up things and just say whatever they think is going to make them get elected for the next go round? Well, I don't believe in that. What do you think about what happened in Afghanistan and the, and the, the you know, hearings I, this week? You know, I've been for the last 15 years, I've been going to a military base uh, almost every three weeks. I've been in a military base. The worst thing that happened is for us to give our word mm-hmm. to friends that, you know, that helped us out in war. And not only that, we left American over there. Take the military. Now, who in, the, in their right mind say, OK, I want the Americans. We got to get out of Afghanistan. We're going to take the soldiers out first. That's insane. You know, and then uh, we're going to trust people that don't like this country. And I'm going to let some of the people in Washington know something. because I've had an opportunity to travel all over the world. A lot of these countries don't like us. <laughs> I don't know if they know that. They yeah. may not know. A lot of these countries don't like America because we have all these freedoms. Mm-hmm. They see us with all the freedom. They don't like us. And yet we're trying to turn it to them. So you know what? They're like the herd of Americans. Do we not get it? They also, I mean, in the Taliban, what's crazy is these are religious, crazy people. And we're trying to teach them that they're 96 genders. That's not going to help our likability in it's Afghanistan. It's not going to help at all. And that's what we don't. And well, I'm not sure whether we're trying to teach that or whether they're just trying to show. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. But what happened in Afghanistan yeah. will put a stain on this country for a long, long time. And no one seemed to want to address it anymore. This is what's funny. People are still dying today in Afghanistan. We're not talking about it. I know. There are people still running for their life. There's parents, there's moms and daughters and sons and fathers. They're running for their lives trying to hide in Afghanistan because they're being killed. But let's not talk about it. There is a plane that um, had, uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I'll have to get them. But about 100 Americans on it. 
uh, had uh, green card uh, visa holders um, and had some of these people that had already been vetted. The government, it landed in the UAE. It was taking off. It was going to land in uh, New York, halfway across the ocean. The United States State Department said, can't land there. You have to land in Dulles. Okay, so they're going to land in Dulles. Then they start flying towards Dulles, and the State Department says, you can't land in America at all. Got to go back. Those were Americans. Yes, but you know what? If there was foreigners on that plane, they could have landed. So we yeah. got to be nice. That, and I'm not making a joke. That is the way we become now, that we glorify uh, illegals and demonize people that are doing the right thing that lives in America. Same thing they do with our police department. Let's, let's, make, here, let's make criminals heroes. But the police, they're demons. They're terrible. Na, 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 na.